Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to give a voice to those women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. We then share their stories, and when they shine, that gives us all permission to shine. I'm super excited to have on the show today a friend of mine, at Mead Hartfield. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Susan. Glad to be here. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun, folks, because as those of you who listen regularly know, I am from the South. And when I have friends on who are also from the South, the accents just they're like off the charts. <laughs> so me, we, we greet you... each other with who dat. Who That's we, right. We say hello and goodbye <laughs> with who dat. You bet. There might be some yeah. Saints fans out there that, that know that. <laughs> oh, there are quite a few, quite a few. I'm proud to say I'm among those. But tell me a little bit, me. Tell us about yourself. For those who don't know, you tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So as you mentioned, my name is Mead Hartfield. I live in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi. I have been in Birmingham practicing law uh, with Bradley Arant for a number of years and have an office in both Birmingham and Jackson, though my practice is regional and to some degree national. So um, I'm quite the, you know, traveler other than this year where I've been grounded here in, in Mountain Brook and um, doing a lot of conference calls and Zooms along with everybody else. So um, looking forward to the holidays, you know, it's December. So I'm, I'm getting ready for to host friends in a couple hours. So if you hear the doorbell ring, that's what it is. It's cocktail time. So, I love it. Cheers to that, right? <laughs> I love that so much. So you kind of bring me home a little bit with that. Um, I know that my friends in Birmingham and Homewood and around there, they decorate to the nines. I mean, like, you know, the holidays are a big deal. Cocktails are pretty. They, oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, should I should I should I tell you how many trees I have this year? Exactly, <laughs> I was count. telling my husband that's to totally true. Um, southern women, I like to put several trees up too. Tell me about your trees because twelve. I, think I have twelve. Trees. I just counted. I just counted to confirm there are twelve trees inside my house, including wow. a pink. Yes. Now listen, they're all fake because I don't. Yeah. I don't do. I don't do real. I do. I, listen, you. it's pre lit. Let me slam the ornaments on but I've got a pink tree and a snowman tree and a Waterford tree and um oh, sort of a whimsy tree a butterfly oh. tree all kinds of crazy stuff so wish you were here to to enjoy it with me oh my god it sounds so magical magical so I'm gonna ask yeah, I, 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 tell people, I feel like I'm in a I feel like I'm in a Hallmark movie right oh I love it I, love, <laughs> I, I, cre I created a Hallmark movie that is that is what's so beautiful. It, it, and, and look, when I was growing up, that's how our house was. Every big room had a different tree, different theme. We had the kids tree that was just a hodgepodge mess. My mom had mm -hmm. uh, a, prof a professionally done tree and then a, a more sophisticated tree the adults worked on. But that's just how we roll, folks, down there. That's just that's right. what it is. And I love it. So I'm going to ask you after we hang up to send um, some pictures so we can put that sure. in the blog that I write because we want to see those trips. Sure. Um, well, let Absolutely. me ask you this. You are an accomplished attorney. I know your firm. It's a very well-known firm. I've, you know, worked with 123 firms when I was at Thomson Reuters, and I'm very familiar with your firm. So 
Is that perhaps your proudest professional accomplishment, your current position, or is there something else you'd like to share? Uh, well, I mean, yes, I think it is um, my, my proudest accomplishment. I've been fortunate over the years to work for several great firms, and um, I am an equity partner at Bradley Arant. And, you know, as a woman equity partner, I think that that is a huge accomplishment and all my women lawyers out there, although it's a, it's a, you know, there's different paths for different people. So there's lots of ways to, to reach success. Uh, but I certainly am humbled by the privilege to serve in that role. Um, I've been admitted to the Supreme Court, licensed in three states, um, and, you know, have a track record of success for my clients. So uh, life is good. And I'm very blessed this year, even in the midst of the pandemic. And, um, you know, God's been faithful and just super excited to close out the year and looking forward to 2021, as I know we all are. Yes, we are. Yes, indeed. But I'll say it's really good of you to uh, be grateful, live in gratitude and recognize that, you know, through this pandemic, you are, you know, not just surviving, but thriving. So let me ask you, did you have an inspiration in your life or a mentor or someone that helped you get where you are? Well, my greatest inspiration certainly has been my mother. She passed away in 2017 from stage four inflammatory breast cancer. And she was a wonderful woman. She was an educator for 40 years in the Jackson Public School Systems in Jackson, Mississippi. Touched many lives, both in the school and just in the way that she lived her life. And, you know, just really remarkable experience and journey to um, walk alongside her in that caregiving role um, as a daughter alongside my sister, Cora Beth, to really support her through her years of taking treatment. She took over 16 different chemos during five and a half years after her diagnosis. Wow. And yes, and, you know, she never complained. She never cried. And she just leaned on her faith and her friends and um, her positivity to, um, to really shine through that time that and to make so the most beautiful. of each moment. That's so beautiful. Well, let me ask you, um, it, it sounds like y'all are very close and you and your sister are still, you know, your sister's still around. So y'all are very close. It looks like she's that, coming over tomorrow from Jackson. Oh, nice. She's coming to visit for the weekend. So she'll was gonna the Hallmark Channel you. when she arrives. <laughs> Is she going to get to see those trees? That was my next question. That's so awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, your story is very courageous. Your mother sounds very courageous. It's wonderful that you're so close. Um, I have guests on the show who often say their mom was their mentor, but then we also know that among the family relationships that are most strained, it's often the mother-daughter relationship. So it's beautiful that yours was so good and so strong and meant so much and you had that quality time um, I had never heard of that kind of cancer until I had a conversation with you. And that's, um, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people know about that kind of cancer. It's really unique. Um, not that we're going to get into that now, but you are a wonderful friend to women in business. You do great things. I know the kinds of work that you do with women um, and your work with DRI. Uh, that's how I came to know you. Why don't you tell me what you would give as a piece of advice to women who want to support other women in business? Well, I would certainly say no matter your profession that it definitely will serve you well to find the right affinity group for you. I have chosen the Women in the Law Committee on with various organizations to include DRI, Defense Research Institute, and there 
I have found like-minded individuals who are traveling a similar journey and where we have differences, we really complement each other, inspire one another and support one another as we go through our career. And that has been a, a true support system for me within my profession. And one of the most valuable things that I invested in early on, and it's really blossomed and grown, not only with leadership opportunities, but truly just with friendships and relationships. And that is just a huge piece of advice is figure out who inspires you, find those people that are maybe on the same track as you. And, you know, that gives you that sense of commonality. And, you know, when, when you, when you see their successes, you're genuinely excited for them. When you see them go through hardships, you want to help carry the load. And really, it's truly been a blessing. I can't say enough about that. So that, that would be one small piece of advice um, for any industry is to figure out where your people are, your, your tribe, your group, your support system, whatever you want to call it. But it does boil down to your relationships and strong relationships. And, and you really um, can succeed and, and amplify uh, both, both your professional career and your personal satisfaction when you have those back roots. So find, find your people. I love that. I have to tell you, um, I am the person people come to for counsel. I am the one who introduces them to others. And it was only in uh, this time of shelter in place because of COVID that I recognized, you know, I've never sought out my tribe. I've never sought out my posse. It's funny that you said that today. We did not talk about this before the show, folks. This is just you know, universe doing what it does. So I think that's pretty awesome that you said that. I would say that is a very doable piece of advice. And I wish that I had, you know, sought out that advice or followed that advice earlier on in my career. Now that I'm 54, I find myself going, you know, well, who is my tribe? Because my husband is my best friend. So when I when I need to talk to someone, I go to him. But, you know, that's a totally different perspective. You need women friends. You need a tribe, a posse people that you can turn to and be vulnerable with and share the things that scare you or concern you and have them prop you up or tell you no or say put crazy back in the bottle that's just not happening you know whatever <laughs> yes yes I do I do know and and you know it's okay to have different sets of those friends you know I've, yeah. I've spoken of some professional groups that I'm affiliated with and then I have you know a, a core group of girlfriends that I met through my church you know through a small group is what they call it and um, we have walked alongside one another and really you know as you mentioned the universe or God Almighty ordaining these meetings such that um, these are the people that I would, you know, get in the trenches with and, and to really do life with. And um, there's, there's actually, there's four of us, although, you know, my sister, my junior high friend, I've got a whole host of them and we've all sort of gotten to know one another over the years um, and expanded our circle, if you will. But that core group of people can really, walk alongside you through the, your most difficult moments, celebrate your successes, and it makes life so much sweeter. So, and in fact, there are some of the girlfriends and some of some other friends that are coming over tonight. So um, awesome. we'll raise a glass in your honor. In a few uh, hours. I wish I look at what I wouldn't give to be there. Y'all know how to do it, right? Um, I, I think what's so beautiful, and I, I'm gonna, you know, stereotype, 
But a lot of us who come from the South, we recognize how to live in gratitude, how to take the good and the bad, win or learn, never lose. I, I think that Southern women in general, again, I'm stereotyping, are strong. I mean, we are, you know. It's fair. It's fair. Through. I think so. I, I definitely Yeah. Do. I mean, I look back and think back to the women that inspired me within my own family. I come from a long line of strong women and being exposed to that, it's sort of in my DNA and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, and you're right, you know, talking about Southerners, the old adage, count your blessings, you know, learning to be grateful for the small things in life so that yeah. you can really appreciate the big things. You know, I mean, <laughs> I appreciate this, this is a true story. I mean, I'm walking down the stairs today as I'm preparing for my sister um, to arrive tomorrow and cleaning the house and setting out, you know, the Christmas towels and all the things. And I, I literally said to myself, every time I went down the stairs, I'm thankful my knees don't hurt today. I'm thankful Aww. my knees that, that, you know, I can, I can walk and I can talk and I can see the sunshine and yeah. I can appreciate um, the, the, you know, cool fall air and um, those little things that, you know, I, I hope that 2020 has done for all of us has given us that baseline appreciation for finding the good in the day, right? That's the sun is shining literally outside of your house. Appreciate that, you know? So That's something I recognized about you personally on our last conversation is that you are very present. You seem to be very mindful of the gifts, right? Of the good in your life. Well, I, and I, I have to circle back. You know, and I try not to get emotional. I'll try not to get emotional here, but it's okay. circle back to mother. I have to circle back to mother on that one. And, and some of the things that she taught us really before her cancer diagnosis, but certainly um, after her cancer diagnosis, it was something she was, you know, shouting from the rooftops metaphorically. Um, and that is take today, make the most of today, not tomorrow, that. not yesterday. You have today. She used to say to people that, you know, can't, everybody has the same thing, cancer or not. She would say, I have the same thing that you have. You have the same thing that I do. It's called today. You know, she recognized that nobody's promised tomorrow and that it doesn't take, you know, a cancer's diagnosis, a COVID diagnosis to realize that life is fragile and a gift and, you know, make, uh, be happy, make the most of it, enjoy it, smile, laugh, you know, right. share good times with friends, pop that champagne on a Wednesday night. <laughs> So. I'm all about that. <laughs> we, my husband, this is so funny that you said that. Last night he opened our wine fridge and he said, oh, we only have champagne left. Um, he said, um, do you want some champagne? I said, well, we're not celebrating anything. Why would we, you know, and he goes, what? He it's goes, Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> and he, which is so funny because I'm usually the one that's like, you know, let's just do it. Right. And I was like, no, we can't have champagne. We're not celebrating anything. And he's like, uh, we woke up, you know, so yep. I love that. Hey, he was, I like his attitude. I like his like, style. <laughs> let me tell you, he is, let me tell he's you. He's got he, it. He would love you. You would love him. He is you know, I, I just can't even say enough about him. I mean, he's my best friend and this show is not about him, but you'll meet him someday. I have a strong, strong feeling uh, that you I will. I hope so. And, and it sounds like if we ever wind up at each other's houses, we, we will automatically have champagne chilled in the fridge. Oh, clearly I'll have we, a couple We bottles. keep it chilled. <laughs> I'll have a couple bottles. Always on hand. You bet. You well, bet. you know why? 
You know why? Because I, I do believe that there's always something to celebrate in life. I mean, no matter what, there's there, you need to keep that champagne, champagne chilled in your refrigerator because okay. you've got to be ready for the moment. So. Yes, it's a good symbol of, you know, there's always something to celebrate. Well, let me ask you on that note, I have a feeling I know the answer to this, but I don't want to assume. So what has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Uh, there have been several, you know, I mean, I, I could go in a, a couple different directions. I could say the fact of trying to build your book of business and, and in the process, having the opportunity to move firms has its own set of challenges as you transition. So that's on the professional side. On the personal side, you know, I, I'm still a single female, right? No husband, no kids. Yeah. And well into my career, um, that presents its own set of challenges. I mean, listen, there's a lot of upside to that as well. So I'm I was just going to remind you of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a negative at all. Uh, but, you know, we're back to that conversation of having the right people in the right support system. And especially as you may, you know, know or remember in the South where people do tend to pair off and um, marry early and have kids. I mean, that's, that's still the case, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, right? I'm very happy for my, for my couple friends and I'm going to host them next week and, and all that. But, um, but in terms of finding people that want a professional career, love to travel, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. <laughs> they just haven't necessarily met their person yet in life. And I was fortunate to, to, to meet those friends, be surrounded by those people. And, and um, that's, you know, been helped get through that part of the challenge of life. And then, of course, you know, dealing with mother's illness and her being my hero um, and, and not just my you know, she was everybody's mother. She was one of these people that was a great counselor and great friend and great encourager um, for so many people. And so the loss of her was a huge blow and just had to redefine, reframe life going forward without her, frankly. And that, that was a difficult task. And, you know, that stuff takes time, grief, the grief comes in waves and you, it's the grief journey is its own, you know, different set of emotions for, for everybody and all the emotions at different times and, and all the things, but there were some logistical difficulties in going through her things and unpacking those boxes and, you know, moving to a house that could accommodate those items and then using them. It's been, it's been a beautiful piece of my story that has allowed me to heal and, um, you know, being the good servant that I am, all those little things, whether they're, whether they have monetary value or not, have sentimental value and emotional value. And so it's just a, a privilege to um, host and entertain and, and to be able to use some of her items and, and all those things. But those have been just some of the challenges. I mean, you know, we can, we, everybody, you know, has challenges in life. We could be here all day talking about them, but. Um, You're such but, a beautiful yeah. example of resilience. Really? Thank you. That is a that is a word that I have embraced, especially in the last few years. And I, you know, talking about the the grief journey. That's an example. It doesn't have to be grief, but anytime you run into an obstacle in life, or you know, a roadblock or a hurdle that you've got to get around or over or through, resiliency is a huge thing. And and I have noticed in the last few years that my bounce back is a lot quicker. 
so, you know, it, something could knock me for a loop or you have a bad day or bad moment or things get heavy for the myriad of life reasons that they do. But I love being able to bounce back. <laughs> I mean, that's a gift in and of itself, but it's also a skill. I mean, it's also a muscle that you exercise where, you know, you're practicing what you preach about perspective and having the right perspective and putting things into perspective. And those, that leads to resilience. So I appreciate that. And that resonates with me because um, that's a very valuable thing to have in life, resilience. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I commented, a, a lot of people don't have it, don't know how to get it. And their lives are not, not great, right? So it's very yeah. difficult if you can't let go and recover and learn the lessons from. I mean, there's so much in this life we cannot control that we have to be most able to of it. Exactly. Mother used to say, you know, you can't control other people. You're lucky if you can control yourself, right? I mean, it's even hard to have self-control. And here we are in life trying to control everyone around us and all of our circumstances. And um, it, it is, I mean, it's a balance and it's a, it can be a struggle, but um, you know, it, it's also doable. And I mean, it's, she used to frame it in, you, know, you have a choice. You have a choice. She, and she had a choice. Think about this. She had, she could have chosen to be sad or mad or upset, angry, um, all the things that she had a right to be for, for, you know, a lot of reasons. Instead, she chose joy. She chose happiness. She chose acceptance. She chose love. You know, those were, that's, you know, that's, a, that is a choice. And I, I just, think back to that so much in applications, a life principle that you get to apply in any situation. I'm a fan of a master at it, but, but I do care about that and recognize that. And that is, I think the first step is, is sort of recognizing and looking at something sort of objectively. Um, if you can separate yourself from the emotion that you feel, just, you know, take a step back and assess <laughs> the yeah, situation I would say, I would and then say choose joy. Yeah, I would. That's exactly right. I was. I would say that most people don't recognize that although they can't control most things, they always have a choice, right? So they always have a choice. Mm -hmm. um, well, let me ask you. Now's the time in the show where I have what I call the wild card question. Um, I have. All a right. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I know she's going to be game, but you know, I always like to ask. It's an option. <laughs> Um, all right, so I am pulling a question from a box of 144 meaningful questions. Some are deeper than others, but they're all meaningful. And I'm going to ask you, oh, this is easy for you. I kind of know the answer. Whether you recharge your batteries by being alone or being with others. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise you. You ready? I'm going to shock you. I am an introvert at you heart. You shocked me. And so <laughs> Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I thought I for it. sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a thinker and a feeler and um, I love to be alone to recharge my batteries. I need that quiet time. Uh, I don't mind traveling. You know, of course, you're, you're, you're never really alone, especially if you um, have have a faith relationship. But um, yeah, I, I like I like to be contemplative, whether I'm like on a run, on an airplane, um, even sometimes in the car and I need that day of rest during the week, you know, whether that's a, you know, Sunday morning or a Friday night, sometimes, 
because um, you know, I don't like to go out on Friday nights because I call it amateur hour. Everybody goes out on Friday nights. They're done with the week. They just want to get out and you know, go have dinner, go have a drink. And for me, I recharge my battery for the weekend on Friday night so that I can take the rest of the weekend and be productive. But no, I'm definitely an introvert and I definitely recharge my batteries by, by stepping back from, um, from people and, and, you know, just to think through, assess and let it marinate, let all the things marinate for a minute. Yeah. Boom. Uh, <laughs> Dropped yes. a bomb on you, didn't I? <laughs> exactly. Boom. I love, I, I love you. I just love you. You're so amazing. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, do you write in a journal? Um, so I love that question. Thank you for asking that. I should, I own plenty of journals and at heart, I am a writer. Um, that is really my personal passion. And, you know, I've been publishing some legal magazines and, and, you know, some legal topics and, and I really love to write about life and, um, the journey of it. And so if you read any of my work, you might see, you might see mother's saying pop up in there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, so I do find the value in that given the time management, what I, you know, what I need to do is find a disciplined daily routine to do that. But um, if certainly if I need to process an emotion, it does feel good to write it. And I yeah. take, you know, pleasure in, in drafting emails and drafting briefs and, and things to help communicate an idea. So um, yeah, I would encourage That's that. Beautiful. If, if, That's wonderful. If you're a thinker or feeler like me. Yeah. Yeah, I actually um, often get asked to publish and I'll, instead of doing it, I'll invite someone in my circle to do it. So now you're on that list. Um, like, Great. You know, yeah, we'll definitely reach out to you and have you write an article for like American Lawyer Media or, you know, some other publication that they might operate. You know, we, we do a lot with marketing the law firm and um, but yeah, you would be amazing. I, I feel like I've known you all my life and I trust you totally. And I think that it would be nice to uh, promote you beyond the podcast and the blog. Um, maybe we should have an offline conversation about other ideas. I certainly don't want to get in the way of your legal work, but if you're interested in other things. No, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I, I want to say that I'm, I'm encouraged by your podcast. That is something that before I even knew about yours that, that I've sought out and found were women podcast uh, in a variety of topics some um, that were entrepreneurs some that are in financial services some yeah. that are in um, you know just um, this whole realm of of our gender and um, and promoting our gender but but certainly I'm constantly inspired by women who are trying to um, figure out what our role is and how we can continue to succeed and live our dreams and not, you know, just succeed at what we're, we're told to do, but right. um, giving us the blank slate and the tools to draw right? <laughs> um, and the tools to, you know, create what's inside of us and, and make that a reality. So, so I'm super supportive of, of you and so many others that, um, you know, women that we have, we share in common as friends and, and applaud you for your efforts and, and, and interviewing women and just hearing their stories because to me that's the most inspiring thing that's right. I love to hear about you know, other people I'd never um oh my gosh we need to talk offline because I never mentioned this to you but annually I host this huge event and it's all about storytelling and women get up on the stage or in this case virtually 
um, and they have 18 minutes and they talk about their story. And like I have, you know, in-house counsel from Hershey, from Kaiser Permanente, from uh, AbbVie Pharmaceuticals, from like just tons of big companies. But then I also have lawyers from firms. And then I have women who aren't well known, but should be because uh, their stories are meaningful and we put them on stage. I'm going to get you on stage. Our next one is in, uh, we don't know the date yet because of COVID, but it's either fall of 2021 or spring of 2022, and it will be in Chicago. Um, so I will I have love you, that. yeah, I'm going to put you on stage and then we move across the country. So the one after that, I believe is in Philadelphia, uh, Boston, New York, you know, we go back to this side of the country. We'll do it in uh, Portland. We'll talk more about that, but I would love to put you on stage. You're such a great storyteller. Your energy is so positive and just infectious. It's just really great. You're just such a great guest and a good friend. And I'm so grateful to know you and to love you and have you in my life. That is so sweet. I feel the same. I really appreciate you articulating that so well. And what a gift it is to have befriended you and all the different opportunities and avenues that we can um, support one another. And um, that is really one of the great joys as I continue to grow in my career and, and personally is, is supporting other women. You know, my friends are not lawyers here in town necessarily. I mean, I have you know, women lawyer friends, but that core group, they do all types of different things. And it's yeah. just a joy that no matter um, what their life goals are that we can share some of the core values and principles and um, perspective about life. And it again, makes it so much sweeter and, and we just relish the, the little things and as well as the big things. So um, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing you in person in some city at some time. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe there's a case to be made for, um, hosting one of these in Birmingham, because I know there's a lot of, there's a big professional community there, both in medical and in legal. And um, I have a lot of friends and actually family um, who live there. Love it. Uh, so yeah. Do you have any in the South? Do you have, do you have any set up in the South currently? We, in any of the Southern will. states? Yeah, we will. So we had one planned for Houston, Texas on September 24th, I believe it was. And obviously we had to cancel because of COVID, but it was all set up at the Houstonian. Um, it's about 200 people who come. And now that it's virtual, thousands could come. We're not, you know, restrained by the fire marshal, <laughs> you know? So um, right. it was a big, beautiful event. We had one in San Francisco a year ago on December 5th. Um, it, we had about 200 people in the room. It was you know, networking breakfast, then speakers, a keynote speaker that opened. Then uh, we had invited Dr. Deborah Tannen. Now um, she was not able to make it because the day before she fell and got a, concu a concussion, but her stand-in was remarkable. You may have heard of her, um, Kara Hale Alter. She's wonderful. She's done a lot of work with law firms across the country. Uh, she was our luncheon keynote. Then we had other speakers. And then Pat Gillette, who's responsible for the Mansfield yeah. She was our closing mm -hmm. keynote speaker. She's like a sister to me, my best advisor. And she- Well, you know, Pat's on our, she, Pat's on our, our um, roster for the Women in the Law Seminar that we're now hosting currently in April in Chicago. Wow. That was originally in San Francisco. And, and Pat has spoken many times. Um, she's been a, a, a longtime supporter of the Women in the Law Committee 
for yeah. DRI as you know, as well as other organizations and just a you know, one of many rock stars. So that's awesome that yeah, she's so one of, that would make sense. Yeah. An advisor and a mentor and a friend and I just adore her and um you're lucky to have her. You're very lucky to have her. Yes. So um, we will talk more. There's so much we could do. I, I mean, I have a lot going on. I don't want to turn this into a, a, a you know, all about my company hour, but um, so much that we could benefit from mutually that, and probably know a lot of the same people too. So, um, well, I have well, had Well, that's so a wonderful time. thing. That, <laughs> yes. Yeah, me too. It me is. too. Um, just really appreciate the opportunity to expand, um, you know, my network with you and with your listeners and would welcome the opportunity for future conversations. And again, to support the work that you're doing, the important work that you're doing. And um, this is, you know, my favorite way to go about it is yeah. really getting to know one another and, and everyone's backstories and what makes them tick. And, you know, finding that commonality and some of the more simple things that we all have in common um, so that we can, you know, partner and uh, bond together um, to well, advance me, all types of initiatives. So. Let me ask you, if somebody wants to reach you or connect with you, or how would they do that? So if you Google Mead Hartfield, um, who knows what would pop up? Uh, <laughs> probably a bunch of old photos and articles from yesteryear, but um, certainly my website uh, and bio is at Bradley Arant Mead, it's spelled M-E-A-D-E. -E, and my email is mhartfield, M-H-A-R-T-F-I-E-L-D at bradley.com. So do feel free to reach out and look forward to um, speaking with you and hopefully others in the near future. You're wonderful. You're not, you're not shaking me ever. <laughs> so you're stuck with me. Good. Yeah. Well, well listen, listen, I want us to meet in New Orleans because oh, I yeah. want you to get well, we around go. all your peeps. Yeah, we go every in the year. quarter. Yeah, and, and I want to hear where... I want to hear that accent come out. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it starts with that champagne you mentioned. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure we can have mimosas or bloody marys, your choice, uh, when we get there, right? Yes, <laughs> immediately yeah. upon arrival. Immediately upon arrival. So it's kind of a requirement. But anyway, um, I love talking to you. You're amazing. You're wonderful. You're such a giving person and a bright woman. And just, you know, your energy is great. And I hope that everyone listening connects with you on LinkedIn. And you should look for more from me because I'm going to put her out there in writing, on stage, etc. Well, thank you, Susan. And I hope if nothing else that you leave the podcast today encouraged, be encouraged. That Today's I, a gift. Go make the most of it. I, I couldn't end on a better note. Be encouraged. All right. Have a good day, everybody. And Mead, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Susan. My pleasure.